Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Today, I have a special guest with me that I cannot wait to introduce you guys to. Sharon is actually a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and she serves special needs parents and caregivers to help them better their health and enjoy their special family again. She has been a special needs caregiver for actually 20 plus years and enjoys gardening, going on nature trails, and rediscovering play. Sharon believes in stewarding and building one's health foundations by considering one's faith, relationships, lifestyle, and nutrition. She believes when we are well, we are better equipped to fulfill the work we've been called to do. Sharon, I am so excited to have you with me today. Could you tell us a little bit about you? You said you have been a caregiver for 20 plus years, so you can so relate to a lot of these mamas who are listening to my podcast. I would love to hear about you and your journey and how this nutritional therapy practitioner has all kind of played into that. Ashley, I'm super excited to be here. It's been the highlight of my week. I've been looking forward to our chat. So really glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so I have been a caregiver for over 20 plus years. Uh, practically since my, my baby sister was born. I call her baby sister. She probably would tease me about that. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, so when she was, because I have a really big age gap between, you know, my, my sister and I. Uh, so when she was born, my mom uh, needed support, you know, in caring for her. So I was really involved in, you know, I would go to school in the day, but then come home and, and help take care of her in the afternoon and, you know, in the early evening. So, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And even, you know, right up to a couple of years ago where we were, you know, facing the pandemic, uh, I was homeschooling her. Uh, and then now we still continue with the supplemental homeschooling and all that, um, supplemental schooling that is. Yeah, so it's been a journey. Um, very much involved in her day-to-day -day. Uh, you know we we touch base every single day um, you know now we live separately because I'm, I'm established on my own uh, I have my own place and all that um, but you know it's it's been a journey of really caring for her and just seeing her grow and develop as a person and really the, the you know the whole process of me um, transitioning into this nutrition space I, I previously was in corporate uh, for over 15 years um, and it was really quite a very different environment. Um, but I knew at the back of my of my mind that at some point I would always want to, you know, do something in, you know, for the special needs community, just so because it's been such an important part of my life. Um, and, and, you know, my sister, she has always told me that, you know, um, that at some point she would love for me to be a teacher in, in the special needs space. And I never really quite knew like what form and shape that was going to take. And I did you know, really quite, I just really don't know what, you know, how to, what, what to make out of it and also just how this would um, unfold. Um, but it was a couple of years ago, uh, we lost a family to, um, in the ICU and it was due to a chronic condition and it was mm -hmm. so tragic because, 
you know, my my family that uh, we lost, um, he was only a couple of years older than I was, you know, um, and I had to break the news to his mom, his, his oh, wow. elderly mom, and also to, you know, his eight-year-old son that, you know, he had to say bye to his dad. So that was really very painful. And it was that conversation I had, you know, with his uh, care team, with the with a neurosurgeon who looked me in the eye, and he was a guy from a, a, a conventional system, but he looked me in the eye and said that, you know, very, very much. So he felt that it was my cousin's lifestyle that really, you know, caused the condition to deteriorate um, so rapidly. And I don't know, actually, you know, it's like in that moment, it's like everything clicked together for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always known that eating healthy and, you know, managing your stress and all that is really important. But right there and then it came together like a hand in a glove. And um, yeah, so so I started committing it to the Lord and I, I, I prayed over it. Uh, it was, you know, I, it was my first time experiencing somebody pass like that in front of my eyes. Um, I had to take it to the Lord in, in prayer and just, you know, um, asked for his strength to help me with my grieving and, and all that. But in the process of that, you know, I, I also asked that the Lord would redirect my footsteps and, and help me make something out of this, you know, mm-hmm. if there would be someone that I could help, right? And then um, just prayerfully, you know, the Lord let me, you know, um, just one confirmation after another brought me, you know, into the doors of NTA, which is the program, the, the organization that runs this program. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I, you know, I pivoted into the space and, um, and started coming in to serve special needs parents. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm so sorry for that loss you experienced. And I just am struck by the fact that it's so awesome that the Lord really does take those times, those struggles, those moments of grief that we have, and he can use those to really shape us and to put us in the direction of the path that he has for us. Mm -hmm. And I know that so many of the moms listening can relate to that. Maybe it's not with the loss of a child, but maybe it's grief over how they, the loss of the life that they thought they were going to experience or the life that their child was going to experience. And it's so great to hear from you that the Lord took that really, really intense struggle and put you on the path that he had for you. And that path of being able to understand what other people needed and then serve them well. And one thing I want to ask you, because so many of our moms, you know, they get very burnt out. You understand being a caregiver for 20 plus years, you can begin to get very burnt out. It can really take a load on your mental health have you found a connection between nutrition and our mental health? Mm, most definitely. I think having been a caregiver for this length of time, you know, there's just been so many ups and downs, right? It's it's kind of like going on a roller coaster, right? Only that it's a slow roller coaster, right? So you have your high moments and then you have your lows, you know, and yeah, so yeah, and you go through periods where like there is just sometimes it's really intense and then sometimes it's just loud but then the loud doesn't really usually last for very 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 long and then before you know it you're back on the right again so yeah i i most definitely have and i found that you know it's it's not just so much like as to what we are eating but also how we're eating that you know kind of really helps us you know assess or uh you know the the nutrients that are in the food and also if we're able even to you know absorb it and then you know make use of it right so yeah most definitely and I've also found that like with caregivers like when you go through you mentioned grief and Mm -hmm. I can so relate to that because you know when you receive a diagnosis or when you see that your lifestyle needs to change right um there is just a sense of loss that you you have to contend with and make sense of and it's not easy especially when there are other people around you what I did not mention was that between my sister and I we do have another sister in between us um and I was 
you know, I was just experiencing the regular normal childhood growing up with my, you know, my middle sister. And, you know, when the youngest came along, it's like everything had to change, right? Um, all that we were used to doing, we had to pivot and, and change that. And it was not just changes, not just grief, but also a sense of stress and also a sense of, you know, just at some point, it, it came to a point where, I mean, I had my moments where um, I started wondering, like, if, if I could even do this at all, you know. And yeah. all of this is just, you know, like, all of these complex emotions that we go through as a caregiver, uh, whether you be the parent or whether you be the sibling, you know, it's it's hard to put a finger to it unless you're in it yourself and you you can relate to that. But, you know, so, yeah, I've, I've been through that. And um, I think with regards to burnout specifically, uh, I've also found that, like, just when you're so involved in the caregiving, it's so easy to just forget to take care of yourself. Um, yes. And maybe the quote unquote normal family around you, right? It's because your mind is just so so fixated on really caring for the one that needs that support. Um, but uh, I found that, like, also, you know, uh, in, in those periods of my life where I did not, you know, nourish myself as adequately as I, I know I need to, um, I found that I've not been able to really just be comp- not as competent, really, to, to, to be able to kind of handle the demands of the day. And in my day to day work now as an as a FNTP, as you mentioned, um, you know, I do see clients that, you know, when they struggle with putting themselves, not so much first, but like really taking care of themselves, watching them, what they eat, you know, I've, I found that like they, they just tend to go through those bouts of emotional, you know, um, uh, instability a little bit more than what they might have liked to, you know, experience. So most definitely, yeah, I definitely see the connection between what we eat and how we eat and also just how our, um, our response, you know, our capacity to respond is really yeah, affected by that. Mm. It's so interesting that you say that because that was actually my exact experience. I had three children very quickly together. I, we were, I had struggles with infertility for five years and then I had my first child and then a set of twins very unexpectedly shortly after my first and all three of them had delays. And so I was so hyper-focused on getting them what they need and helping them and all of these things that I ended up with a slew of health issues to the point where I actually for several months, couldn't even care for my own kids really because I couldn't get up because I had dysautonomia and I had POTS and I had all of this stuff. And so I have been on a journey of really understanding that I have to prioritize myself. One of the things that I am not great about doing is actually remembering to eat. And so for the last six months, I have been in a program and in working on resetting my hormones and making sure I'm eating consistently. And what I have found is that It feels very selfish at first, but I'm actually a lot better. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I just Mm -hmm. show up better when I actually care for myself. And like you said, when you aren't caring for yourself, really, you kind of are running at a deficit. And so it's very hard to show up how you actually want to. And so it's like we feel like we have to just keep pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves to care for those we need. But what those we need that what those that we care for actually need Mm -hmm. is for us to take care of ourselves first. And not in, like you said, not in a way of like me first, but in, Hey, this is the only body I have and I have to prioritize it. I want to be here for these little people that I love dearly, but that means I have to take care of me too. Yeah. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. And you know, I, I can so relate to your story too, because I, I, you have shared, you know, about your, your journey, right. Getting to where you are right now with four beautiful kids. And, you know, I've just been thinking about, about that too, you know, like when we caregiving, it's a lifelong commitment, right. I mean, yes. as much as, yeah. And more often than not, you'll find that 
your children, your like in my case, my sister, right? Um, very much so. I think you know, it's 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 going to be a lifelong thing, and I'm very much committed to you know to her, even though I'm now married and I have a family of my own. Um, but you know, my husband and I we've talked about you know just what the long t- longer term plans are going to be. You know, um, when my parents are no longer you know with us and all that. So we have had those conversations, and if I really think about it that way, like if you are a professional athlete, like would you would you cut yourself short in the area of nutrition or mental wellness or exercise and all that? You wouldn't, right? So why do we kind of think we can get away with not doing you know those things for ourselves? And and. I find that even much more so because these are individuals, precious souls that are created by the Lord and they, they need that support from us. And we are, of out of all the people in this world, we have been given a special calling to care for them. Amen. You know? And there is something to it. There is something to it. And I feel like, that you know, it is our responsibility, if you will, or if you don't like that term, you know, it is really just our privilege, right, to care yes. for them. And what better way to do it than to steer ourselves, you know, well in the Lord and not to make health an idol, but... To, to really just take care of this one and only life and one and only body that we have, right? Because there's no take two, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I very much agree with what you're saying there. And yeah, I can relate to that very well. I love that because I actually often think what a privilege it is that the Lord entrusted me to care for children that really kind of need that extra protection, that extra help. It really is a privilege and it's something that I don't take lightly because it, there is a lot of responsibility, but what an honor for me to be able to parent my children, to make sure I'm parenting my children in a way that honors them when they may not always have a voice to explain what they need or what would honor them. So I love that you touched on that. I did want to ask you, okay, so you said as far as like our, our mood and all of this, you said what we eat and how we eat it. Could you elaborate a little bit on that and what that looks like and what you mean by that? You know, a lot of times when we're thinking about nutrition or even, you know, just wanting to eat a little bit healthier, a lot of times we tend to just go right into the foods that we, we're thinking of. Um, but a lot of, you know, I think if we take a step back, a few, just a couple of steps back, right? And really thinking, you know, just, just think through like, okay, how is it that we are actually assessing? Like, how are we approaching this altogether? You know, the thing is, just like I mentioned that you don't want to make health an idol. You don't want to neglect your health, but you also don't want to fall onto the other end of the spectrum and then you make health an idol. Now, in the process of trying to just better our health, we can go into a state of mind where, you know, we become so so worried or fixated or just so concerned with what is it that we're feeding ourselves or our children or our family that it, that whole process in, in and of itself can become very, very stressful, right? And um, the thing about stress is that it actually inhibits your body. It puts your body into, you know, a fight or flight kind of mode, mm-hmm. right? And it also inhibits the, the production, the healthy production and the healthy release of digestive, you know, juices that would help you process the food that you're taking. So I think that's the part of the equation that a lot of people don't tend to think about, you know, like we, we worry about, oh, whether this food is organic or not, or, you know, how, you know if it's healthy, quote unquote, healthy or or not, but then we don't often think about, you know, like what is our state of mind when we are consuming that meal? Are we approaching mm-hmm. the table with a sense of gratitude, you know, to the Lord for his provision? Or are we just kind of like rushing through the meal, just thinking that we have to do this, you know? Um, and how how are we preparing the meal? Is it that, you know, are we thinking about it in a in a loving manner, you know, and all that all has a bearing on just how we're approaching and how we are coming to the table. Um so Biologically, physiologically, I think there is that direct impact also on just how, you know, our digestive juices are, are able to be released. 
but also just what we eat. I think if you're thinking about just the kind of foods that are more supportive towards, you know, mood stability, mental wellness, um, really you want to be really thinking about a little bit more of the, the healthy fats, the omega-3s, you know, as opposed to the 6s. Um, mm-hmm. And really, you know, you want to be thinking about how can I balance my blood sugar, right? So that I don't go through this blood sugar imbalance and, and this roller coaster, right? That, you know, that we so often put ourselves through. Because the thing about uh, blood sugar balance is that it's not only impacted by what we eat, but it's also greatly impacted by our stress level and also our mm-hmm. sense of mobility, our physical activity, whether we're moving through the day, you know, all of those have a bearing on blood sugar. And why blood sugar is that, you know, blood sugar, there is a strong connection between blood sugar and also our mental state of mind, you know, especially as it relates to things like um, depression. And um, I, I didn't mention this in our chat earlier, but I also volunteer with an organization that supports families that are incarcerated. And more often than not, when you find, when you work with this population, this community, you find that like when they're in a state of chronic stress, you know, they mm-hmm. often gravitate towards choices that are a little bit more, uh, you know, immediate, like they, they get that sense of immediate satisfaction from that meal. But then more often than not, it's not usually very supportive of their health, you know, over the longer picture. So I guess, you know, it's really I, I understanding and, and just appreciating that it is not so much that it's not just what we eat, but it's how we eat it and also who we eat it with and how we are coming to the table. And also remembering at the end of the day, you know, like we are also exalted, right? In the Bible, not to worry about what we eat and what we drink and what we put on on our bodies and all that. So I think it's just really understanding that, you know, all this are, are helpful and important, but just taking a very balanced approach, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. Okay. So as far as the fats, you said omega-3s and omega-6s. For the moms who may not know exactly what that would look like, could you give us some examples of both of those? Yeah, no. So um, the thing about omega-3s and 6s is that you you really are looking at omega-3s, foods that are very, very rich in this area would be things like your fatty fish, your salmon, your avocados. Um, But then also if you're talking about nuts and seeds, then this would be like your walnuts, your macadamia. And if you're thinking about omega-6s, these are foods that are, you know, they tend to be more seed-based, like for example, sesame seed, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Asian cooking and all that. So that's Mm -hmm. uh, a component that has more six and the key thing about three and six is that most of us especially if we are um you know if we're not cooking as much we're eating out a little bit more most of us will end up consuming more of the sixes than the threes um but you know ideally where we want to aim towards is really we want a ratio of about one to one so one you know one portion of omega-3 to one portion of omega-6 but uh the reality is that if you were to i mean i've been examining, you know, just food diaries of my clients, you know, just working through that, you realize that uh, more often than not in in today's time and age and context, even if you are doing your best in cooking, uh, more often than not, the foods that we we tend to encounter are higher in the sixes. They tend to Mm -hmm. be a little bit cheaper and more readily available. And uh, the ratio that I often see is is that people can go up to about like 20 to 1, so like 20 20 portions of omega-6 to 1. So what we are aiming for is not you know, not just the, not just assessing it, but kind of just balancing out the ratio. Yeah. It's very interesting that these are the things that you share because as I shared, I've been on this journey of balancing my hormones and balancing my blood sugar. And that is what I have found is like consuming good quality fats and keeping my blood sugar balanced makes a world of difference in my mood and in how I feel. And so it's, it's nice to hear you say this as I'm actually living this out in my own life as well. So I really appreciate that. 
Um, I did want to ask you, what is one tip that you would give our mamas today that like they could, after this is done, they're done listening. They could just start to implement it today. What would that tip be? I think tip number one is, and, and or rather the top tip I can think of is that really if they could just take a moment to take a pause in the day and just just dream, just pray, just think, you know, what is it that they want for their health and also what is it that they want for the health of their family? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes with our pace of life and especially with the demands of caregiving, uh, it can be difficult to find those moments, right? Um, but it doesn't even have to take very long. It could be even in the shower, even, you know, who knows how the Lord will lead. But, you know, even just taking a few moments to just just pause and think. Yeah, I think that can be so tremendous. Um, yeah, and then just give it over to the Lord in prayer and see yeah. how he would direct it. Yeah. I love that. And I love so much what you said about, because so many of us, we do, we focus on what we eat, but that aspect of how we eat, like, are we stressed out while we eat? Are we actually taking time to enjoy our food and have gratitude and, and be surrounded by community while we eat? I know that's an area in my home we've been working on because it's something I have really realized is we are deficient. in, And so it's really trying to get that intentionality behind also making our meals kind of about being about celebrating as a family and about, like you said, gratitude and really enjoying the good food that God has given us. And so I just love that you have brought brought that out because often we don't hear that. We hear eat this food, not that food. And while that's great, and it's great to try to eat good quality food, but if you're doing it while you're stressed out, and like you said, you're so stressed out about or eating organic or not, it really does have a negative effect. And so it can kind of be not even worth it if that's the point where you're just going to be over whelmed with it or just consumed with it to the stress of like, oh my goodness, everything has to be organic or whatever. So. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, for us as caregivers, our stress bucket is like, you know, empty or something, right? It's not like we need, we need more stress, right? We're already, most of us are really, you know, just really quite stretched out. And I think where we really want to be is that we want to be first and foremost at peace with the Lord and then just you know, just coming to the table, knowing that he's going to, I mean, if we, we, if we ask him to cover the, you know, the meal, you know, and, and just protect us with his grace and, uh, and all that, like, I mean, if we just trust in him and then just let him take over, I mean, there's just so much load that can come off. I, I, I can't even begin to unpack this with you, but, you know, just the notion of just giving it all over to him, letting mm-hmm. him, you know, protect us and, and shield us. But then we, on our part, also doing what we can, right? Yeah. But without, without, the excessive stress and worry and concern, right? But then just doing the best that we can, one step at a time. And that's really kind of like uh, the slogan, if you will, that I use even with my clients. You know, I like to tell them one bite at a time, you know, just one one shelf at a time, one bowl at a time, you know, just one thing at a time. Because, you know, I used to be a person that wanted, you know, go big or go home. You know, I was, I was that kind of person. And um, being in corporate for that length of time, you know, I, it was just something that was so ingrained in me. But, you know, the law has now showing me that really uh, if you're in this for the long haul, you can't run every single day of your life like as if you're running a sprint. It's just going to burn out and fizzle out, right? So yeah, ever since it's shown me that, I I just feel that, you know, if if I see my role as a caregiver, and I absolutely do, and I love it because, you know, there's just so much beauty. I mean, there are struggles in caregiving, but that is so much that I've learned from my sister that, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you because she just taught me so much about life. You know, just about how to be around people, how to be with people and, and all that. She's so much love in her. And so, you know, when I think about yeah, my, my duty towards her, my love towards her, right? I, I just want to 
um, set her up for success as much as the Lord wills. And then in turn, that requires for me to take better care of myself. Yeah. Yes, that is so beautiful. I love that. Just remembering it's not a sprint. We are in this for the long haul and slow steps that we can actually maintain. That is what's actually going to last. So thank you so much, Sharon, for being with us. I have so appreciated it. Could you share with everyone where they can find you, where they can hear more from you, just all of that? Yeah, um, great. So the website I I have, I I do run a private practice um, and I have a website uh, and the address is possiblenutrition.com. That's a little bit of a story there as to how it came to be named this way. Uh, It's inspired by a Bible verse, but you know, so so the story is also on the website. But, um, and I also do want to mention that, you know, just for your community, um, you know, which I so appreciate, special kind of motherhood, although, you know, it's young sister, sister caregiver, (laughs) but yeah, you're, with, um, you're part of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to mention that yeah, I'm, I'm putting together something special for your group. Uh, it's going to come on the link, uh, specialnutrition.com slash Ashley. And in there, I'm going to be having a conversation with, you know, your audience, your listeners, our community, really, uh, on just the, the impact of food and also how we eat and, and how that affects our blood sugar and our stress and burnout levels. Yeah. I can't wait. And I will have that. Okay, perfect. I will have that linked in the show notes below for anyone to find it. And yeah, thank you, Sharon, so much. We've enjoyed having you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.